This portion of this podcast is brought to you by Fresca. Always crisp, always refreshing. A great, responsible grapefruit soda water. Is it really sponsored by Fresca? Could be someday. I, oh, so it's not official. No. We just love Fresca. And it'd yeah. be cool to be sponsored all, by Fresca. Yeah. So Fresca, Fresca, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, we would love to be sponsored by you for free. We wouldn't. You don't even have to pay us. All right. Yeah. Hey, so we need to subscribe, right? Park Church DSM is our YouTube channel. Hit like, subscribe. Share this podcast with friends. Yep. All right, let's do this. Let's do it. Gingerbread uh, uh, Crumb thick and lip licking gingerbread uh, uh, Wow, that was exciting. That was amazing. Yeah. I've never heard that song. Gingerbread and I like fresca. It. That's good. You know, Chuck and I have some similar music tastes, and I'm I'm loving this new song that he just played for us. Yeah. Oh, so that's a little interesting. Tell us about the the new theme song, Chuck. Or each week is different. Let bring us into the mind of Chuck Burt. <laughs> uh, Maybe no. Not. Don't do that. Just tell us the reason for this. Let's not go too deep. But so for the next few podcasts, what yes. we'll do is we'll try a different theme. Uh-huh. A theme. The song will introduce the theme of the trivia time. That's okay. what the goal is. All right. Uh, do you know who that was? I'll just tell you. The Mamas and the Papas. That was Sammy Davis Jr. Oh. The song was Gingerbread Man. I like it. Put that together. And and I just happen to have some cookies. Say, oh, Fresca and gingerbread cookies. (laughs) They're not gingerbread. They're just cookies. They're sugar cookies. (laughs) And snickerdoodles. Oh, my. I'm going with the sugar. Is that okay? Snicker over here, baby. Can Let's you do it? Thank can you. you tell what the theme is going to be? Cookies. For sweet bread. Sweet. Baking. Ba- oh, oh, so instead of Spitfire, we're changing it up and doing something a little fun. Yep. Not that Spitfire wasn't fun. Get that sound of that wrapper opening up here. There you Are go. you really going to the eat fresca? It? All right. So we'll do baking trivia. And I'll explain the rules when we get to it. Fantastic. Oh, man. It's good to see you guys. It's been a crazy time. It has been. I'm going to put that song on my happy and feeling good playlist, by the way. You have a happy and feeling good playlist? I do. It's got a lot of songs on it. Every time I hear something that... Give us a little bit of of what's on your happy... So this is like when Trent wakes up in the morning. Do you listen to it when you're feeling good or you need to feel Um, good? It's usually when I feel like... I'm happy and feeling good, or I need to feel happy and good. Mm-hmm. Just You and Me by Chicago is okay. the first song on yep. there. Yep. Love Will Keep Us Together, Captain and Tennille. And we're talking Chuck Burt style right, yeah, I'll right say. there. You know, Here Comes the Sun with the Beatles. There's, um, yeah, and what outlet is that on? Is it a public playlist that we yes. could? Yes. If you go to Spotify, I think that... That playlist is public. I have a picture of my grandpa and grandma on there acting all crazy. Oh, okay. So and, um, listeners search at Trent Hall. For 26 hours and 22 mu- minutes of music that will make you happy. And so if good. you need to be happy longer than a day, yep. I mean, that is extraordinary. <laughs> yes. Wow. 
My goodness. Have mm-hmm. sweet dreams, happy dreams at night and happy. Yep. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happiness, Anita Kerr. Uh, kind of like the little style that I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Just peps anyway. you up, makes you excited. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. Speaking of making me excited. Okay. We had a wonderful Easter weekend. Yes, Our we first did. first ever Easter mm-hmm. as a church. Yes. And it was extraordinary. It was. We kicked it off with uh, Good Friday, mm-hmm. which was awesome. They did yep. such a great job with that. Our setup team was here on Thursday setting up for that and practicing. Props to the setup team. My goodness, those guys are extraordinary. They are. The setup and they tech worked, guys do so They much. already work overtime, but they worked double overtime. Yes. Wow. They're extraordinary. Then we had a great service focusing in on our Lord's cross mm-hmm. and his death together. Yep. Trey spoke, did a, yeah. did a great job. Did great. And uh, the worship band with... Mark and Mia and and um, yeah. Mrs. Siler was on there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, make sure you remember everyone. I, try, I hope I didn't leave. But it was Bryce. Re- no, Aaron Hyatt was on the Cajon. Yes, yes, that's right. She did such a great job. It, he, she yeah. did. She yes. Did. Oh my goodness! And then we had th- Saturday off, which was really nice. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't have anything on Saturday. And yep. then Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Wow! It was a big day. It was an awesome oh, day. Man. What, let's go around and let's just uh, let's share the highlight of our first Easter Sunday in mm. church. Okay. Let's do it. All right. What do you think? Yeah. What do you got? Oh, man. It's hard for me to pinpoint a highlight. I think the overall mood is this anticipation. Starting Friday yeah. night, yeah. you get together, and then, I don't know, it just gets you in a good mood. You know that something great is coming. And I think, yeah, I love starting it, starting it on Friday night, um, and then... I don't know. The highlight of just seeing everybody. Everybody's maybe going to like try to be in a good mood on Easter. Right. So Yes. That's good. Yeah. What about you guys? Do you have any more direct highlights than Trent does? Because that was kind Breakfast of a casserole. Yeah, okay. Breakfast casserole. Breakfast <laughs> casserole. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Good Bryce, job, what Linda Mason. A highlight? Uh first of all, the baptisms I thought were pretty amazing. Getting yeah. to uh bat uh see Myrna baptized was pretty great. And then I just loved worship both days. I thought uh, mm-hmm. that everybody was in it, was unhindered, and just uh, going after worshiping Christ. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Charles. You know, so I'm on the tech side, so yeah. the setup is quite intensive at times when yes. we start doing that. And, and when I see the list and everything coming up to Easter, I was like, oh. That's a lot. That's a lot to do to yes, put together. It is. Yep. But by the end of Easter on Sunday, it went flawless. Yeah. It did. Everything worked great. Even the change where you all of a sudden wanted the baptismal on the screen. Yes. I was going to give you props about that. <laughs> oh. So Friday night, I said to Chuck, I said, hey, we got baptisms on Sunday, and the baptisms are over on the side. Can we get them up on the screen? Oh. And Chuck's face was like, Mm-hmm. And then, like an excitement, like, yeah, I think we can do that. And then he did it, and it was extraordinary. So wow. thank you, Chuck. I think yeah. it's more exciting when it actually works. Yes, yes, yes yeah. But the the music for me in the worship on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really tough when I am back there working or doing something to forget that you're back there working. But yeah, then yeah. again, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, because I'm so focused on what's happening. It was really really cool. But awesome. even from a from a personal perspective, it was kind of fun to 
you know, with, with my youngest grandson, who's a little over a year old and him getting all excited. We just got him a little wound up little chicken and he's chasing yep. it around the little chick and stuff. So <laughs> just little things like that were yeah. kind of fun and memorable. So oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's good. I remember the most memorable, I, this kid just came to my mind, but my parents didn't really celebrate the Easter bunny, right? Cause that's not oh, what yeah. it's about. No way. But they wanted to give us chocolate. So mm-hmm. one year, my mom gave me a white chocolate cross, mm. which was really strange and really weird to, <laughs> eat, to eat a cross. But I can't not eat white chocolate. So just that's oh, the funny, man. you know. <laughs> wow. There's so much wrong with that. <laughs> there really is. Oh, man. Uh, so I'll come back to my highlight, but Chuck kind of gave us a springboard into that. Did Bryce have one? Bryce gave us one. Okay. You didn't hear him? It was about yeah. baptism. Oh, and then I do have one that I like singing He Lives. The We sing a lot of like old school songs yeah. on, on uh, Eastern He Lives. Uh, because because he is. Lives. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, we just want to give a shout out to all of our volunteers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are a church plant that's eight months old and we could not do it without our volunteers. Yes. And this Sunday was, every Sunday is incredible because we just have people that go all out. But this Sunday in particular was extraordinary. Yep. A lot of people sweating behind the scenes. A lot of people sweating, making egg casseroles, setting up tables. Not sweating in the casserole. Right, 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 but. right. Close. Yeah, close, probably, in, yep. in proximity to I mean, them. think about the some of the people that made egg casserole also had people come into their house for lunch. Right. Yep. But. Yep. And we have, uh, we had the setup team, the music team, children's ministry, uh, the community outreach team with uh, the egg hunt, which someone said to me that was the longest egg hunt I've ever been a part of. We Most had a of lot of eggs. Are like 30 seconds, and we had so much eggs. It was extraordinary. It was fun for the kids because they don't feel the cold as yeah. the adults do. Yes. The older you get, the colder you get. And props to the adults who had to stand out there and watch yeah. their kids grab eggs for minutes on end. Yep. And we just have, we have volunteer ministry leaders that run our ministries, which is extraordinary. Uh, Chuck being one of those. I know you're thinking the executive producer of a of the Inside the Park is a pretty lucrative thing, but mm-hmm. this actually he doesn't doesn't make any money doing this, no. and none of our leaders do, and we're just really grateful for that. We got to get Chuck on the fly sometimes just to leave his already busy job to get here. Yes, his lucrative job to come and do this for free over here. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just, ex- I mean, just, ex- we can't say it enough. Our ministry leaders and those who serve on those teams, thank it's you. just extraordinary. Yeah, props so, to thank the, you. like, even the children's workers who don't get to participate in the service right. on Easter Sunday. Yeah, that's missing huge. That. Yep. So, yep. You know who you are. Yes. And mine, um, mine was, uh, my highlight was definitely baptisms. Uh, we went and borrowed a tank from another established church and mm-hmm. we're thankful to living waters for letting us borrow their tank this time yes. around thank you lwf on the south side and uh i was able to we had a 70 year age gap between our two baptisms yes my 10 year old daughter which was a blast to be able to baptize her uh-huh. and then 80 something myrna Yes, lives over by the fairgrounds on the east side who came to know Christ in our second week as a church and was baptized publicly. That was awesome. It was great. That was definitely the highlight of my of my day. Yep. So, yeah. Thanks to everyone. You bet. Yeah. You're so, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you you get paid, but yeah. Right. 
<laughs> I'm just appreciate being, you, yes. I'm just being funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought it'd be interesting to go down the route today to Springboard, because this is uh, Connecting Sunday to the weekday, right? So, oh, yeah. I didn't say that, even did I? Remember, you didn't say our tagline, so nobody even knows why we're here today. Inside the Park, Connecting Sunday. Welcome to Inside the Park, where we connect our Sunday to the weekday. Well, we go deeper, maybe into things we couldn't go deeper in on Sunday to apply it to mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. So I was reading in Matthew chapter 28, that was our text this week of the resurrection account. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, the disciples are there in Galilee and Jesus is about to ascend back into heaven. And Matthew puts in there for us a really interesting statement. He says, and they worshiped him and some doubted. Mm. Interesting there, right? Yeah. Here is perhaps Jesus levitating in front of them halfway right. up, on his way up to ascend into heaven. Yeah. And to, and yet many are worshiping, and yet some still had doubts. Right. I mean, how many of us are like, if we could only see Jesus, right. my, my doubt would go away. Yeah. I just want to see him. Yeah. 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 And yet here they are seeing the resurrected Lord. Right. Now, this is come back to life and yet there's still doubt. Not only that, had lived a life with him too. Right. Lived, lived a few years. Yeah. Wow. So we thought it'd be good just to unpack a little further in this episode mm-hmm. the reality of doubt. Yeah. A doubt in the Christian life in particular. Huh. Where do we see that and uh where do we how can we help each other right in our doubts? Yeah. No, that's it's good. A, it's a real reality. It is. It? Have you ever had doubts about Christianity or in your Christian relationship with the Lord? Oh, yeah. I, I get doubts many times. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm on staff here. So, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very normal thing. Yeah, it's very normal. I shared on Sunday how even, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but I was on staff at a church and it was Easter Sunday and there, all the the grand and everything about it, I sat there in my seat and had this thought in my mind of, what if this isn't real? Mm-hmm. You know, like those things I think are in many people's minds in reality, people wrestling with doubt. Right. So I think it'd be good just to start with a definition from Os Guinness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, from the Guinness family that you probably are aware of. Os is he really? Guinness, yeah. Guinness Book of Records? No. Well, that m- probably is the same family. Guinness but, Beer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he is from there. Great Christian Anglican conservative dude and uh loves the bible loves the lord and is also uh has a phd at oxford and was a professor there and things but he does a lot of dealing with doubt Mm -hmm. and helping people be strengthened in their faith and this is his book recommendation i'd recommend is by os guinness and uh it is called god in the dark I've read that, and it's about having faith beyond a shadow of a doubt is the tagline in there. I recommend that to our listeners, and we'll include that in our notes. So someone's dropping dishes, it sounds like. I don't know if that showed up or not. Do they have a home ec class next door? (laughs) Who knows? Oh, they're lifting weights. Those are plates landing. You probably couldn't hear that, but we're hearing the sound of someone maxing out next door in the school that we're in. So, uh, But let's give a definition from Oskinis on doubt. Here's what it is. Doubt is the tension between belief and unbelief. Mm. Doubt is the tension between Between belief and unbelief. Yeah, that's interesting because I've always thought about doubt as being 
really not believing at all. Having the right. time where you like to stop believing, right. even though, yeah. Where doubt isn't unbelief, mm-hmm. it's wondering if those beliefs are true. Mm-hmm. Here's something else uh, what's beneficial here from Oscar She says this. If our faith is to be examined, mm-hmm. we should be unafraid to doubt. If doubt is eventually justified, we were believing what clearly was not worth believing. So it's good to doubt to see if what right. you believe is actually true, right? Yeah. Yep. But if doubt is answered, our faith has grown stronger. Mm. It knows God more certainly and can enjoy God more deeply. Mm. So we need to ask ourselves though, that doubt can actually be helpful to us. Yes. Because either it will confirm that what we've had believed all along isn't true. Right. And we could just reject it. Or we can look at it and say, I've searched out my doubts. I've doubted my doubts mm-hmm. and found out that as a result of the searching and working that it's, it's actually strengthened my faith as a result. Mm. So what we want to do today is just help people see that often doubt and faith run on parallel tracks, and they often intersect. Right. And to say, don't run from those and don't hide from yeah, doubt. Don't be like, embarrassed don't to be tell embarrassed. someone yeah. that you're doubting. If uh, I mean, that's the last thing we want you to do. Right. So how do we deal with doubt, and how do we grow through it and mm-hmm. in it? Okay. Uh, but w- what are some places in Scripture you could think of, Trent, or— the two guys you can chime in too of where you see people doubting. Yeah. Um, well, the first person that comes to my mind is doubting Thomas just sure. because he got the nickname doubting Thomas. I mean, yeah. Jesus is resurrected from the dead. Right. And Thomas is telling Jesus, prove to me that you're Jesus. Right. Right. That's, think Luke 24. Okay. You can read about that. And again, this is, you know, what do you think, what do you, Thomas does get a bad rap about doubting, right? And he mm-hmm. is rebuked by, by Jesus. Poor Thomas, ways. he even has a painting of him with a very doubtful face. <laughs> Thomas is probably like, what? <laughs> what is going on? That's not here? even what I look like. <laughs> Have you uh, seen that painting? No, I haven't. What it's is a it? famous painting. Is it really? It was actually shown in, I think, The Blacklist. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, but so I think okay. So I'm in Luke chapter 24. This is verse 38. Okay, it says, "Why are you troubled?" This is Jesus talking after his resurrection. Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet; that it is myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So this is interesting here, and a really good point. Mm-hmm. Right, Jesus is not, and the Christian faith is not a blind faith. Mm. Oftentimes, you think we just tell people, "Well, just believe." Right. Well, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. There has to be evidence and a uh, grounding for your faith, right? Right. And Jesus, right here, says, "Here's the evidence that it's real. Mm-hmm. Touch me. See the scars. I'm not a spirit. I have flesh and bones." He goes later and he eats, sits down and he eats fish, yeah. right? Broiled fish, which I don't, that doesn't sound that appetizing, but the point is showing right. that he is uh, alive. So mm-hmm. it is a faith that is tested. 
Yeah. It's not just, here's just some things that you need to consider and believe. Uh-huh. It's, there's, it's a plausible, real faith in the Christianity. Right. And so it's good to figure out the evidence because Jesus doesn't present something without evidence. Right. Right. I'm looking at Thomas and I'm like, well, he at least got to then touch Jesus's hands and feet and look. Right. We don't get that. Right. Yeah. And blessed are those who believe and don't see, mm. right? Jesus yep. commends us right. for believing, right? But we still have the historical record. We have the most reliable historical record of anything else, the scriptures and uh, the historical things that happened as well during that time that we can look at and say, yeah, we, we can trust it. And mm-hmm. we search those things out and see if it really is true. Yeah. Right. How so, will they believe if they do not believe what I've already said? Isn't yeah. It? Jesus said that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a uh, the Bible doesn't encourage doubt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't act like it doesn't exist either. Mm-hmm. So that it does exist, let's take advantage of our doubt. Let's not waste it. Right. Let's let it draw us closer to Christ. Yeah. Probably my favorite episode of doubt is in um, is John the Baptist. Hmm. What do you know about John the Baptist? He. Was like a hippie dude that ate <laughs> bugs and baptized people. Yes, probably yeah. had dreadlocks. Uh, we, I, it sounds like he has dreadlocks, yeah, right? It does. Probably has dung in his dreadlocks too to keep it all together. Like that's just the way he was. Is that I what think. they do? Well, I don't know. A lot of people dung put, in your people put dung in their dreadlocks. Yeah, really? Yeah. Have you, you know that? looked that up, Bryce? Look that up, Bryce. Am I just speaking out of ignorance? That's here? disgusting. That's I've good never... for you to doubt my doubts. That's good. <laughs> Or to doubt my my saying. You're saying people putting poop in their hair. Well, I, I, I I've heard that about it. We, we need to look that. Look up. it up. <laughs> Let's fact check that, please, Bryce. But okay. While he's fact checking, so keep John, going. right? There's prophecies uh-huh. about him before he was even born. He was filled with the Spirit. He was going to be the forerunner of Christ. I mean, there's no one probably more confident about who he is and who Jesus is than John, right? Right. That's why I love this in John chapter 7 in uh, verse 18. John has been put in prison, and uh, he's about he doesn't know, but he's going to die soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sends word to his disciples to go talk to Jesus. And this is what he says. The disciples of John reported all these things to him. John calling the two of his disciples to send him, sent the Lord saying, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Hmm. So what's John doing here? He's already said, look, the lamb of God, it takes away the sins of the world right. about Jesus, right? He's right. very confident that right. Jesus is the fulfillment. Yeah. He's the true Messiah. Mm-hmm. But yet in his darkest moment here, when he's by himself alone in prison, he's mm. saying, is Jesus the real deal? Right. Or wow. should we expect someone else? Yeah. I mean, I wonder if John was expecting to be where he was. Yeah. Isn't that? To, yeah. I get to tell of Jesus coming and now look at where look, I am. Yeah. And he's wondering, is these thoughts? And that's that's yeah, when the doubts that. come, right? Mm-hmm. Those dark moments, things don't work that's out. That's in Luke, like you by thought. the way, not John. You said John. Did I say John? Yeah. I'm sorry. Luke chapter 7. Yeah. Uh, and what I love is Jesus' response uh, to John's doubt. Mm-hmm. Listen to his response. And he answered them, Go tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive the sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news preached to them, 
and blesses the one who's not offended by me. Mm. It's an interesting response, right? Yes. Why does Jesus give this response? Well, I assume you already know the answer, and I'm going to give you an answer that's not suitable. <laughs> is John is John the Baptist Jewish? That is a very good question. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Jesus tell, tells him here the prophecies that are being fulfilled in Christ. Mm-hmm. What's he do? He gives John evidence for his doubts. Yeah. He doesn't say, oh, John, just believe. Right. He says, go back and tell John the good news is being preached to the poor. Yes. The, the, all the things that the Messiah is, was said to do, things are happening. I'm doing those things. Mm-hmm. So he's assuring John in his doubt with the evidence, the truth of it. He's not saying just believe, John. He's saying here's why you need to believe. Yeah. And then I love Jesus' response. This is probably my favorite part in verse 24. When John, the disciples had gone away, Jesus said to the crowd, What did you go into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? <laughs> Behold, those who are dressed in splendid with uh, dung in their hair and dreadlocks, <laughs> luxury in king's courts. What did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, more than a prophet. This is the one who was written, Behold, I am sending a messenger before you to prepare the way. So he says that John is the one that was prophesied about. Mm. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Mm. Okay. That's extraordinary, yeah. right? So Jesus doesn't go, oh, come on, guys. Don't die like John. Right. He's doubting at the end of his life. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Yep. But Jesus instead affirms John. Mm. Yeah greatly affirms him and he's like man what did you go out to the wilderness to see Mm -hmm. you saw this eccentric crazy guy and he was the one that god chose to prepare Mm. the way for me wow it's good and yeah he's doubting and that's normal Mm -hmm. but there's nobody greater than john Mm. that's powerful that is yeah and then jesus says after that yet the one who is the least in the kingdom of god is greater than he wow now, I don't really think about people who are the least being the greatest, but Jesus does. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, Trent, that Jesus isn't afraid of John's doubts and doesn't cast him away when he has doubts yeah. is very encouraging, isn't it? Right. Totally. That I can come to Jesus with my doubts, with my questions, my hard questions, and he's not like, oh, you are you serious? Get out of here. Come on. Yeah. He patiently affirms me in my doubt. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And we're called as a church, Jude, who's the half-brother of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? In his little book, it's got one chapter. In verse 22, it says, have mercy or be gentle with those who doubt. Mm. So there's an instruction to the church. Yeah. That you're going to have people who doubt. Right. And you responded in the same way that Jesus did. Yeah. Give them evidence and be patient with them. Yeah. Don't scold them. Right. But don't also say just live in your doubt. Say take your doubt and seek it out. Yeah. Find the evidence for it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, when, when have been times that you have doubted and what did you do about it? I think my doubts are probably, um, we're like John's. I think uh-huh. our biggest doubts arise when we're struggling. Yeah. I rarely have doubts when everything's going great. Right. 
but when I'm struggling, I, I know there was a time when I was in between ministries or I was having a hard time in ministry and I wondered, is all of what I'm doing and putting my life towards, is it even worth it? Mm. Yeah. It's not real. Then am I just waste? I could be doing so much, so many other things. Right. Rather than what I'm doing. Mm. And I, and that's not just people in vocational ministries. It's anyone who's a Christian. Right. You know, what am I, I could do all kinds of stuff on Sundays mm-hmm. besides being in church. I could give all kinds of different things that I could be doing mm-hmm. and good things even than giving my time to the Lord. And so I've wrestled with that, you know, like, yeah. Is Jesus truly the only way? Right. You know, like different things like that. And that's what I'm so convinced of the scriptures to be the Christianity because it is so you search it out and you find out it really is this stuff this stuff's true. It's right. good. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of that was on Sunday, what we looked at too, just that the story of the resurrection was too bad to be made up. Mm. Yeah. In the sense of women coming to the tomb first. Uh, that they weren't even allowed to be witnesses in court, and yet here the women are the first ones on the scene. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. So many different things like that. So, um, yeah, with me, um, doubt yeah, comes by by um, people. People letting me down. People that mm. I thought should be or maybe were, like, good examples in my life. Mm-hmm. There's been some very well-respected people that have ended up losing their uh, I don't, you can't lose your faith, but have just left their faith. Yeah. Yep. And, um, people that you thought were more spiritual in your mind, letting you down and doing something that dis- is, is extremely disappointing. Um, so, so that causes me then to be like, is there any true Christian out there? Right. Is there any true humble person out there that will never let me down, that will always encourage me? And I'm asking all these questions, and I've come to the conclusion, the person I'm looking for is Christ. Right. Everyone, no one, no one will live up to your standards. Yeah. And the higher standards we have of people, the more disappointed we're going to be. Right. And uh, that's when doubt creeps in, like, where is one good Christian? Yeah. Show me one good Christian. And that's, good and luck. that's so to fight that then as I have to go to Christ. Yeah. The, yeah. the perfect person. And um, obviously the, the answer we give to everyone is get back into the word. When I'm reading yeah. the word, that is a reminder of reality. Yep. This yep. is what's real. This is truth. Yep. And that helps fight doubt. It's good, man. There's so many deconstruction stories, mm-hmm. people who have left the faith that were we looked up to as role models. I mean, I think about even like Joshua Harris recently, who is a high profile person that left the faith. And right. when I was a youth pastor, we used to read his book mm-hmm. with teenagers, not Kissani Goodbye, not that one, but the uh, his dug down deep book on mm-hmm. practical theology, which right. is outstanding. And now you're like, geez, he doesn't even claim Christ anymore. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and go, do I not follow Christ because his followers aren't or people are leaving? Right. You're right. It comes back to, and that's what I hear that sometimes, that, that old phrase that Brennan Manning quoted, and they use it in the DC Talk album. Remember mm. that where he says, uh, in the Jesus Freak album. Okay. The biggest apologetic or the biggest reason people leave the faith is Christians who who 
acknowledge God with their lips and deny them with, with their lifestyle, mm. right? They walk yeah. out the door and say Christianity right. is of no, of no value. Right. Well, that we love the people who are doubting and are wanting to walk away from the faith love that quote. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what the church is all about, is that we're not dependent on ourselves. It's We're dependent on Christ. Right. And people come to church and say, yeah, I have doubts. I have struggles. And I don't always live up to it. But that's it's not up to me. It's Christ. And so I want to live for him. And, and, and I think if we can create a culture where doubt is not affirmed but accepted as a regular part of the Christian life and people yep. can come in and talk about it and be open— mm-hmm struggles are real and we're always in the same spot pointing them back to Jesus. I think that's a, that's a church that I think God intends. Right. I believe so too. That's the community that God intends. And that's the community living at having the community like that, um, loving each other through that. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. actually what ends up helping those on the outside see that there is something real. Yeah. Yes. That is, um, anti-doubtful for people right? to see that community. So instead of shunning and pretending like, what's wrong with you? Uh, we need to embrace this community, this raw, authentic, honest mm-hmm. community that is bonded by love through Christ. And that's what the world is going to see and want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So. so just one last thing, what I would say to our listeners and to ourselves at this table here. When doubts arise, doubt loves isolation, mm-hmm. right? You yep. feel like I can't go anywhere. I need to just pull away. When when doubts arise, we need to lean in. Mm. Lean into God. Be honest with your doubts with him. He can handle it. Yep. Tell him, <laughs> right. right? I'm doubting you in this area. Mm-hmm. Search the scriptures. Lean into the community of the church and be honest with your doubts and say, I need someone to like the scriptures say, to be patient with me and to work with me. Mm. And uh, so let your doubt be the tension between belief and unbelief and let it strengthen you. Don't yeah. waste it. Yeah, so, get into it. Yeah. That's if the good. disciples can doubt seeing the resurrection of Christ, I think it's possible for you too. Yep. But God wants you to move from doubt to worship, and sometimes doubt and worship are together. Yeah, well, You're that was like a constant pattern them. of... Uh, David, you read the Psalms, doubt, worship, Mm -hmm. doubt, worship. He's worshiping in his doubt. Right. Sometimes I think I had to have everything answered and have it all together in order to worship God. Mm -hmm. But sometimes God works through us as we worship in the places that we do believe. Right, right. That's why that famous line, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. good. Bryce, did you... uh, Find anything about dung and dreadlocks? Yes. Did you find anything about dung and dreadlocks? I did. Oh, um, and what did you find, Bryce? That maybe there's, I don't know how to say the name. Some people in India at some point in history might have used manure to make dreadlocks. There you go. That's all we need. <laughs> there's all a right. dreadlock wax that they, they suggest to use instead of manure. It so. probably okay. finds its etymology in... Uh, in dung. <laughs> wow. Okay. There you have so, it, guys. Well done, Brad. Thank dreadlock you. trivia. <laughs> and we're going to take dreadlock trivia into baking trivia. Oh, yes. But I should say uh, we have. What a delicious no. okay. cookie, by the way, Chuck. Thank you. 
Sugar cookies are one yeah, of my I made favorites. That. I made those. <laughs> uh, and you, pre- you wrapped them in a sealed yes. package for us. Just even. ignore the, the logo on them. And put all the ingredients <laughs> on there for us with a price. Wow, this is amazing. Thank you, Chuck. Mm. I didn't want to charge you. So. It's local. <laughs> but it's from Ankeny. Where are you from? Ankeny. We're from Ankeny? Well, Casey's. Casey's in Ankeny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do have a local cookie shop here on the east side. Thelma's is over here, right? That's right. Yeah. And I don't know if you can go in and get the, the but Thelma's But they are made. They're on, made just right down the street. Right next to uh, Anderson Erickson yep. Dairy. That's right. Well, I was going to bring you homemade cookies. We had bunny cookies. Oh, man. But for some reason, I'm not blaming or pointing fingers at anybody other than my wife. But they were all gone this morning. Oh, so. well, I like sugar cookies more. So thank okay. you. You knew, yes. Chuck, and I appreciate Good. that. All right. Give us some... Baking trivia based off the gingerbread man. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Come on. All right, we're going to have a little trivia today. What era is that from? What what decade? Is that 60s? That's Herb Alpert, so that was back in the 60s. Yeah, that, that reminds you me You want to have like, a fun night, just play on Spotify, Herb Albert Radio. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. play like a... Like a some kind of like a game show while you're doing that. Yep. Like, yeah. Hmm. All right. It's just going to run in the background for fun. So. Sure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a question. Right. I'll give you, uh, you know, options there. Right. But you guys are going to work among talk amongst yourselves to come up with the answer. Bryce too, mm. now, or just Trent and I. Normally it would be Bryce, and going forward it will be Bryce. But I think because it is a baking trivia, and his background, Bryce knows a lot. There about would be some food. cheating there. Yep. So here's how we'll do it with Bryce. Bryce is, did you do a lot of baking or just chef chefing, like cooking? Mostly just chefing. His his employees <laughs> did a lot of baking. I love that, I love that you condescended <laughs> to me and said just basically chefing, using chefing. my terminology. Using your term. <laughs> okay, so here's what we'll do, though. If you guys have a real tough time with the mm-hmm. answer, Bryce is your lifeline. Okay. okay. And then he can help with it. Okay. <laughs> Assuming he knows it. So, all right. Let's go with question number one. All I have is a teaspoon Yes. And the recipe calls for a tablespoon. Mm. How many times should I fill the teaspoon? I'm going to say... Is it twice? I think it's three and a half. Three and a half? What? Three and a half teaspoons. We're back to talking about snow and inches. (laughs) The weather is crazy. (laughs) Okay, is that your final answer? Three and a half? Well, okay. So Let's, I would think in a teaspoon. You're saying teaspoon. How many teaspoons? How, do you go I, all I have is a teaspoon, uh-huh. but the recipe calls for a tablespoon. I think it's two, right? Three, three. Okay. We'll Since go you th- made fun of my half, okay, but we, we can do three. two. There's no halves, so I'll just I'll just tell you that. Okay. It, what's your final answer? Go ahead, Trent. Is that you your final answer? Or do you need my to- final answer is three, but Brad. okay, three it is. Three it is. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. look at me. I doubted you, and I should have known. It was a team. You you win because of my answer. Amen. We're together. Amen. That's good. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Our okay. So let's go on to the next one. Business. Look at that. Bake me. Bake, bake me. I need. I should have a sound that said, bake me. But, okay. So a chef <laughs> hands you... A large bowl of something yes. and asks you to punch it down. What did they likely give to dough. you? They gave me dough. Yeah. Are you, are you saying dough? 
What do you yes. think? Dough. Oh, that's, my, dough. that's my gut. Let's be specific. Risen dough. Risen dough. Risen okay. dough. Uh, on Resurrection and here's, Sunday. Here's, mm-hmm. the, here's the answer. Punching down the dough releases any gas bubbles that have formed during rising. <laughs> that's why you punch your belly after yes. eating Mexican food. Huh? Yep. Like, yeah. Here's here's Okay, so here's a good one. I was going to give you options. Oh, I am going to give you options you on this your, one. You punch your belly yeah, after to, get the, to release, you the, release the, the gas, gas bubbles. That's weird. Does it work? No. <laughs> no. Okay. 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 Next one. Okay. What was one reason why a baker's dozen is 13? Here's your options. Because the baker was being nice? No. Because pans have 13 spaces for batter or dough. Because the baker has to give one to the government or would have had to give one to the government to make up for their taxes. Okay. Or to avoid a beating. Oh. I don't know. I've been anti-government these days, so I'm going to go with the government one. It, Don't forget it you have a lifeline. Then, because you go to the government and then one of the Lord, <laughs> right? Uh, mm. I'd say option two that it had the space for okay an extra. Like it was thirteen. This yeah. is between you, you what guys. You That's fine. I'll let you give the answer this time. No, I think I'm wrong though. But we'll see. What do you? Yeah, is that right? I really wish I had a. Somebody told handy. me this Wait. one time when I got a baker's dozen of donuts, and I can't remember the lady at. Do you Bowers know Bryce? told me about this. Bryce doesn't know. Well, what's your final answer? Is it the spaces? Yeah, let's do the spaces. Okay. <clears throat> Wrong. So it is actually to av- they did it to avoid a beating. Really? In medieval England, there were laws that related the price of bread to the price of the wheat used to make it. Bakers who were found to be cheating their customers by overpricing undersized loaves were subject to strict punishment, including a flogging or a beating. Okay. Is that from Wikipedia? No. <laughs> no, is that wow. real? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Brad, Brad, right here. Okay, all right. right I believe here. you. I believe you. Okay. I'm just doubting to figure out if it's true. <laughs> okay. Let's go with one last one. All right, last one. Last one. Mm-hmm. What is the soggy bottom? Oh, yeah. What is a soggy When the bottom of a cake or a pastry gets too wet. I thought it was a soggy bottom, boys, from my brother we're out there. Yeah, that could be it. That's it. That was option. Okay, that's number two. That's number two. We'll go with that with number two. It's a heavy metal band. Mm. Okay. 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 Or when you put too much filling in a pie. Mm. Too much filling in a pie. Yeah, let's do that. Too much filling. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. (laughs) British baking show for the win. Here you go. Overly moist fillings can cause a soggy bottom as the liquid will drop to the bottom of the pie and ooze into the pastry. To ensure a crisp pastry, the base can be blind baked before filling. Also, Mm. when you sit on a wet park bench, soggy bottom. Mm. Yep. Ooh. Wow. That was fun, wasn't that it? That was. I like this segment, Chuck. We're looking forward to future weeks of themes. Yeah. So see if you can guess the theme based on the opening song. Opening mm-hmm. song, yeah. And uh, we'll have some fun with that yeah, together. We so. will. We will. It's It's been a great day at the park. It was kind of crazy at times because the wind and the rain. The weights. 
The Just Bells. The Bells. Was that Jeff Lane taking a break? And I don't know. Because he's right across the... Kids yelling in the hallway. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the weather at all, which was a good episode. I just did. Well, I mean, it was briefly. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, but better weather is coming. It is. And uh, we'll enjoy some more park days in the future. Thank you for listening. Come back. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. I doubt it.